Hi, Reeds and Weeds listeners. It's Shelly. I've been gone a while. I intended to take the summer off like I normally do and go to festivals and then start back up with EntheoFest and then lots of things happen to delay that. Some wonderful things and some terrible things. So one of the wonderful things was in September I had the book table again at EntheoFest in Ann Arbor and we met so many of you wonderful people and you gave me book suggestions and you wore cute mushroom outfits and you've followed me on Instagram and I love that and we learned from you and we appreciate you. And the terrible thing that happened the very next day was that we lost our dear friend in the community, Rick Thompson. And um, our whole community has been pretty uh, struck by this, and and it's been not that long ago. And I just want to send out all the love to all of you. And I want to get together with you, and I have lots planned now, and uh, and we're back. So. Of course, Reads and Weeds is the show where we smoke weed and read books. And sometimes we just read books, but not everybody has to smoke weed. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a first-time guest here today. I'm so excited that he's my first guest back, Kevin Suboski. Say hi. Hello. Hello. And um, I can't remember how we started talking about you coming on. did, Did we bump into each other at a networking meeting or something? I'm, when did you bring that up? Was it at uh, the Sears Nut Breakfast? At I the said? breakfast. Was that how it? I think so. I think so. And it just took a while to coordinate. It took a while. It took a yeah. while to coordinate. So um, Kevin is, and it's interesting to call you Kevin because you're in my <laughs> phone is Boz. I'm like, who is yep. Kevin? Yep. Yep. Well, and I work for a company called Ask Kevin. Yep. And that pet monkey right there is Kevin. So there's a Kevin thing going on in my life. <laughs> it's weird. You can call me Boz. You know. Okay, I can call you Boz. So we saw each other at this networking breakfast, and we just I said, tell me some books that have Im- influenced your life in some way or have affected the way you do business, and you are a business coach. And um, the first one you suggested was this one, The Celestine Prophecy. I think it was Stranger in a Strange Land is the first one I said. Oh, okay, okay. I'll go back and check the text. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you like Celestine, but you, you like more of the self-help kind of books and stuff like that. Sure, yeah. sure, yeah. yeah. Well, and I'd heard about it for so long, and I'd, I couldn't quite remember if I'd ever read it. So I thought, you know, that's one of those I should at least know it's about. It's kind of an icon. It's an icon. Yeah. It was, um, well, I've got some stats. I've got some stats oh, on it. Cool. So I always ask people when they're on here for the first time, or I try to, um, how do you think we met? I think we met at Mount Mancelona. I was putting on an event mm-hmm. with Hillary. Yeah. And you came, <laughs> you, you were friends with her, and you came to Mount Mancelona. I think that was the first place that we met. Yeah. It was a burner, kind of a burner. Yes. We came with 30 yes. people. Literally got a text from Hillary that said, hey, do you want to go to this, um, like, makeshift ski lodge with 35 strangers? Right. I'm like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. Like, got in my car. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Blizzard. And then it was the craziest experience with the, like, the basically functioning, non-functioning it was a beautiful event. It was beautiful. Oh, the was yeah, beautiful. yeah. I mean, it's a it's a defunct ski resort. 
Yeah. That the guy was going to turn into an event facility, but he was so so uh, passionate about the ski stuff. He got got that going, and he got confused all the time about yeah. what he was up to. And <laughs> yes. so he wanted to wanted to bring back the ski hill, but he was reason event guy. Yes, yes, yes. It was a amazing. That's I became beautiful. a I became a um, super moon tour guide. Do you remember that? No. Like uh-uh. everybody adopted these roles and mm. and there was DJs in the house on your headphones in the house and on your headphones. I remember there was three stations going all okay. weekend. Silent disco style. Yeah, yeah. And so it was a super moon. And so people would all be hanging out and I would go around and get a crew of like six and we would go on a super moon tour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, there were snowmobiles. Did you take yes. the snowmobiles? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Of course. It was fantastic. I cooked a couple meals. Yep. Yeah. We, we did all the did. little circle up. It yep. was great. It was really fun. Um, yeah. So that's what I was, that's what I thought too. Okay. But there was one little thing in my mind that made me think I met you at a, um, Sonic Lunch on a Thursday, like seeing some band and just kind of bumped into you and Hillary. Maybe before, My, yeah, yeah, that's maybe possible. the summer before, because I remember seeing you and being like, "Oh, I know who this is." Um, so what I think is funny is after we decided to do Celestine Prophecy and we got delayed, and then um, Boz got to come over, and then um, he's asking me how the podcast got started, and I t- all wanted to put all the things I like under one roof. And he says, yeah, I don't usually smoke weed or read. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a peculiar choice for your podcast, Shelly. I know. (laughs) But it's perfect. It's perfect. So how does it feel being in this situation? You know, I I like it because it's different. And, you know, I sort of seek out those things which, uh, you know, all progress happens at the end edge of your comfort zone isn't that right. how it goes yeah right so it's kind of one of those things it's like no that's not that'd be fun i suppose i've been doing a lot of podcasts for work yeah yeah so th- i'm just trained really if somebody says you want to be on a podcast the answer is yes yeah kind of like i have i learned that professionally right at this yes point. yes okay so when i asked you about celestine prophecy did it have any influence on your business well can you explain kind of the nature of your business. So I help small business owners get more of what they want out of their business. So I'm a business coach, um, but I don't really operate as most business coaches. I don't do like a one-on-one coaching. I'm an EOS implementer. EOS mm-hmm. is the entrepreneurial operating system. It's a system of tools mm-hmm. for running a, a business. And so co- bigger companies, you know, 10, 10 people, the 250 people would implement EOS and I help them implement that tool system and then they just their business does a lot better and then i help solopreneurs who want to grow into that size of business using other tool set but i do that with a peer group and so both of them are peer groups kinds of stuff oh yeah i'm more of a teacher facilitator Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know that sounds really fun i feel like we we didn't run a meeting together but i came to like a backyard yeah, you were yeah, you, did. you were workshopping a that workshop was... idea. It was and and we were all there to kind of you wanted to do like your first session of something. Yeah, that was uh, um, I, I, it was either self mastery, mood management, or it was planning a brilliant life. It was either about oh. was it um, thirteen permanent domains of human concern, or was it about mood? You remember? 
It wow, had such it a big impact like on your life. <laughs> no, yeah. it seems like I would. No, I remember it being, I remember it was a great group and I remember I was, yeah, it was like good. that Those it was good. a really cool experience, you know, but I go to, I think it's just because I go to so much, I would just fill my head. Yeah, right on. You yeah, know? I feel you. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's pretty typical of the kind of thing. I, you know, we had 20 people there. Yeah. I mean, I like the group stuff. Yeah, I, I, I do, do stuff and, and generally, you know, I ask people, what did you love about, no matter what's, you know, what's going on there, what what did you most love? And mm-hmm. they, they never say, you, Kevin, it was brilliant. <laughs> it was so smart. They say yeah. all the other people. And so, right, right. you know, that's over and over again. I kind of, you know, it's really powerful to be there, to be doing yes. in the middle of something, doing something, yes. working on something with other people is very powerful. Yes. And so one-on-one coaching has just never been as powerful for me. Yeah. I used to do that. I did that for years, one-on-one coaching. Yeah. But there's just so much more progress I think you make and people get m- so much more out of it. And you, they can, I can do it cheaper for them, you know? Yes. So each, you know, I, I spread my cost. Yeah. Uh, amongst multiple people. So, yeah. And I'm expensive. So that's yeah. a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get <laughs> it. Cause I did one-on-one and one-on-one has its own level of like, if you coach a lot of clients, that's, it's so such an energy, energy expenditure and you really wish you could get everybody <coughs> together, you know? Yeah. So it's, yeah. 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 And it's so hit and miss, I think. It's a, it's much easier to succeed with everybody in the room mm-hmm. with because uh, everybody's conspiring with me to help everybody succeed, yes. you know. Yes. But if it's just one-on-one, it's like there's a lot of pressure to have them leave right. going like that was great. Let's you get better some more. succeed, right? buddy. <laughs> yeah. You're like I better be really really smart. <laughs> yes. Know? Yes. Oh my gosh. Celestine Prophecy. Yes. By um James, James Redfield. Redfield who it was published in 1992 and was one of the most financially successful self-published books of all time. Did you know that? N- uh, no. No? I just read, I've just read the, uh, I was just listening to the afterword. Yeah. And suggesting all of that, but I didn't. Yeah. Know yeah. It. So he spent 15 years as a therapist who abused adolescents. He um, abused adolescents? No. <laughs> No, he was a therapist for abused adolescents. (laughs) Good. I I appreciate that feedback. After he wrote this, he went on to write like the 10th Inside and a lot of other things. So I hadn't read any of them and I listened to it on audiobook and it was by Lou Diamond Phillips. He was the voice. How was that for you? It was really good. What speed do you listen to audiobooks? Really slow. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. It's just normal. <laughs> oh, I did 1.7. And so like... Is that I fast? Don't think... Yeah, yeah. It's very fast. Oh, really? Yeah. That does not sound lovely to me. That it's, sounds it's like... Not, I feel like it's a good way to process. It kind of goes at the speed of my brain. Oh, a God. Bit. So it's no. really... It's, it gets a little slow. It's too... That's right. why I don't well, read as much. What was funny is Lou Diamond Phillips, you know, A, I'd forgotten about him, right? But as soon as his voice came up, I'm like, oh, yes, that's Lou Diamond Phillips for sure. Yes, yeah, I didn't recognize his voice because it's it's a different voice sped up. Oh, right, <laughs> right. And he does a lot of voices in the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's yeah, like... Yeah. Have you heard about these insights? You know, Did, it's very dramatic. Oh, <laughs> so, it's so terrible. So, so. Did so, you like that? Well, so tell horrible. me... No, but just... But I looked at it like... Oh, so here it is. Um, bum, bum, bum. Yes, yes. <laughs> it was all clandestine and everything. But 
I'm going to explain, if you've never heard of the Celestine Prophecy, that there's been a lot of books like this in sort of the self-help or business or spiritual uh, genre, I guess, where a set of principles or ways of living is couched in a story like way of the peaceful warrior and uh, where like there's this clandestine there's a story about how this person met a met a wise man and you know and was led through the wilderness and it's novelized or there was a there was a manager of a company that went from you know, zero to billions by helping everybody make their dreams come true. Or, you know, there was all these things. So I remember this era. I read other books kind of like this, where there was a story and people were like, is that real? Is the Celestine Prophecy real? You know, so try explain for a minute kind of like what it is. Um, Ishmael was another one. Did you ever read Ishmael? I think I did. It was also novelized. Yeah. Yes. It was like that. Yes. Um, so what was the question? Just tell us about the book. <laughs> <laughs> like if somebody were to say, what's that book about? <laughs> so the protagonist is uh, unwittingly, went unwittingly on a search for the manuscript for an ancient text that taught uh, nine or ten. We're not sure yet. We're not sure in the Celestine Prophecy. We think ten, but we only really read nine. Um, insights. <clears throat> so it's about human human behavior, human life. It's a spiritual development. Um, And so he goes on this journey to Peru. And, and um, I don't know if we're, if if I'm giving away too much, but the first insight is all the coincidences. That coincidences are not coincidences in life. That everything. What was that last word you said? I didn't say it. (laughs) (laughs) Had a bunch of syllables. (laughs) So coincidences. Coincidences. Yeah. Well, so did you notice that the protagonist was never named? Oh, I did not. Yeah. Well, so it didn't. Yeah. So that was interesting to me because then it made me think it was me. You know, it Mm. made it because if it had a name that didn't sound anything like me, Hmm. I assumed it was male, but it's never named. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So carry on. What happens to this fella? Yeah, so he go. So as it turns out, um, sort of the antagonist is the religious establishment of Peru and the Peru government, mm-hmm. who wants the the manuscript squashed and not seen by anyone. So they're going around um, at some points, killing people, gathering the chapters that people have accumulated, and so he's moving from place to place, going from coincidence to coincidence, meeting people and learning the insights as he goes. People are spoon-feeding him the insights one at a time or a half at a time. And um, and it's so it's 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 an adventure. <laughs> yeah. Which is a little annoying. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was a, I I what the first time I read it, I really loved the the model and and it was very it it was important for me um but i mean the, the, what do you story. mean when you say the model um so the insights right so the, okay. the so the way of thinking so they're he's promoting um an interpretation of a philosophical perspective that mm-hmm. that um and it's a it's a sort of a path of development of humankind and where we're going and um 
and so it's just a, a several sets of distinctions and how to think and and what's what's how we should be um and so the the insights were powerful for me um but the story is just janky it's how just, old were you when you think you first read it and what was your life like then do you think it had like why do you think it landed differently on you at that age doing what you were doing well i mean i thought the story the 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 thing is, if you want to read an adventure novel, you should re read like an adventure writer. I don't yes. think James James Redfield is in it because it's a lot of hokey, silly stuff, and it, so it was. Yeah. So it was like it was a little burdensome, the novelized version of it. But it uh, it made sense to mm -hmm. you know to present it that way. It was it was yeah. functional. Yes. Um, yes. And so I haven't changed that. So that hasn't different. That's not different. My, right. the, the, I certainly encounter the sort of the insights a little differently um i mean it's curious because part of what they what they they paint a picture of the future yeah right and while it's the future you mm -hmm. know somewhat and it's um and so and 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 um i and we i think have learned a lot you know sort of we have evolved mm -hmm. so you know when the celestine prophecy came about it i think it was a really big insight and it, mm -hmm. and it took off and it was there was a certain um openness and readiness you sort of there was a lot of people yeah, it ready was massive. ready for this yes oh yes and i think i think since then we've all learned a lot and so i think that there i think it's less i think it's a less fertile ground for those i think that those insights are kind of long in the tooth a little bit well yes so so this is very interesting because i was read i was listening to it and going so I think when this came out, it was mind-blowing, but now I'm sitting here listening to it going, well, this is quaint. Blah, this blah. Is yeah, yeah. cute. Oh, yeah, that's but, adorable. But also yeah. because, and I, and I was thinking, well, why? Why? What? Because the internet. That's why. Uh, yeah. Because it doesn't seem plausible. A, oh. if somebody said, oh, have you heard about this document? Yeah, You're right. You're like, yeah, I Googled it <laughs> 30 seconds into this conversation. Yeah, in fact, here it is. Here right it there. is. <laughs> I know that guy, actually. He does <laughs> retreats. Yep, yep. I went to Peru. It was easy. Yeah, yeah, He's, yeah. I Googled him. You yeah. know, so the quaint part is like, here's a here's a copy of something. Right. And nobody They're giving else, paper around. Nobody else has a copy right. of this. But if they did, they would kill us. You right. Know? And it, so that part is kind of like hard to wrap my head around because it seems so silly. But that made me realize how unfathomable unfathomable what's that word you said unfathomable <laughs> unfathomable um unfathom I, I don't think i can do it unfathomable i think unfathomable yeah that's it. nicely done i'll take the best unfathomable out of this run and work that oh, right back into edit the this? conversation that's unfair <laughs> Are you gonna? Are Probably you gonna edit not. out my? Uh, I do trip? very little editing. <laughs> good, good for you. If you start choking or something, <laughs> okay. I'd probably pause it. Right. I'd pause it for sure. Um, so, if in 1992 somebody would said, "Oh yeah, I've got the whole history of the world and all my friends in China and all the music I've ever listened to in this tiny box," yeah, right. <laughs> I would be like, "What the fuck." You do yeah. not. You're insane. But it's very. I think about how I used to watch Star Trek, and I would, you know, I when I go back and watch Star Trek, and they're like, 
pushing something and calling. I'm like, yeah, yeah. they're using an iPad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have iPads in Star Trek. They're yeah. smart. Yeah. But it's like, they're just, just it's like, okay, this is, this was a, Star Trek was a documentary. You know? <laughs> like kind of, yeah. I, yep, yep, yep. So I was thinking of the time and how, like, I didn't have email in 1992, mm. you know. So this would have hit me completely different because it would have, my imagination would have allowed me to believe that there was information out there that you could not get to. But now you've got like, oh yeah, it's probably on the dark web. And it's wild what it's done to us. That kind of oh access. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's curious too because when you think about, I think back then, so if people were handing out papers to one another... I think that there was a much greater likelihood that it was well thought out and a and a and a sincere attempt to explain something, whereas it seems like eighty percent of what people are saying on the internet is is promoting a position and is just pure yeah. fabrication. Yeah. And it's not. It's a well, it's a well formulated piece of propaganda mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you can have. There, so our skepticism, grounded cynicism about any piece of material mm-hmm. that anyone, you know, somebody presented to you, oh, you know, what kind of troll, does, you know what I mean? Yes. It's like, and so it's, um, it is, it's a different, it's a different world that it's way. It's a different world. It's a different world. So trying to see it, I was trying to see it with like non-cynical, I was trying to listen non-cynically, you know, like ah, I've heard a million, whatever, mm-hmm. and just go, oh, okay. The, the other reason why I thought it's quaint, so let me explain something to the listener in case this isn't totally clear. Um, the protagonist meets up with an old friend who's like, you got to hear about this manuscript, but it's dangerous. And he's like, why? And she says, oh, you'll know. And then because of the first insight, which is meaningful coincidences, <laughs> he ends up trusting this and that notion and doing things and there's and no such thing as a random coincidence right. it's it, all it, yes. purposeful it's it all purposeful something. when you run into something yes. and we just avoid right these things yes. so this a run towards them yes and it's it what it, what you start understanding is that he is finding out about a manuscript that has nine insights that only a few people in the world know about, but they're all starting to find each other and learn about the insights <laughs> together. That's what's happening. And, and all these coincidences. And also, there's like religious leaders um, that don't want the insights out because they believe that it will, um, you know, change the authority of the church. They'll lose their power. They'll lose their power. So that story is that's pretty real. believable. That's, yeah, that's consistent. Yeah, yeah, that's believable. Right. And so it's yes. So that's still happening. So I was like, okay, it's yeah. Okay. I get what's happening here. It's just now it's censorship, I guess, in some way. You're like, yeah, this is censorship. You know, we're killing people who have this piece of paper. That's like censorship. So but this the plausibility of it is changed so, so much. Um so tell me, uh, okay, so going into the insights a little bit, uh, meaningful coincidences, historical perspective, I really liked that one. Do you remember that one? Like, I don't, so that was, so that's, yeah, it was hard for me to see like really with clarity, like the second insight, because the first one, 
was sort of all I needed. It yeah. was like that, you know, it's it because it, I think there was the first insight was like there are no coincidences. And then I think the second one is like sort of steer steer towards the things that stand or or oh, be okay. aware of them or open to well, them. Well, I I've, I no? thought it was historical perspective, meaning in order to understand how we're evolving now, moving forward, you have to see yourself in the history of the oh. evolution of the w- whole entire world. Oh, that's true, yeah. Literally by millennia, literally yeah. from like millions of years. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes we're just like here. It's today, see. we're humans doing our shit, paying our taxes, you yeah. know, smoking weed, barbecuing. And then, but also... A hundred years ago, this us sitting here broadcasting, you know, like it would have it would have seemed really weird. I'm yeah, gonna yeah. put this on the internet. I'm gonna save it in the cloud. That would, it wouldn't mean anything, right? Yeah. And so, <clears throat> it's it's the evolving and then the natural evolution is people are going to start. Humans are gonna naturally start evolving past this because what we've been doing is competing with our energy well that's a different insight i think so the so the historical (laughs) part is so we used to be connected with the world and then and then the church told us what what was what and then we did that and then we decided science oh we can figure this out for ourselves Um, and we sent the scientists and then we, out and into then we the did world. the science and and conquered the world and then we're like now what well so no. so there's this this little shift in that okay um when we started to realize that the person between us and god yep. was the authority yep. we started wanting to understand the world yes. in a different way Ourselves. and we sent the scientists out into the world to find answers but that doesn't happen immediately. That happens over hundreds of years, and we yep. forgot that that was our mission. So while we're kind of waiting right. to understand the world, we're yep. making ourselves as comfortable as possible. Yes. We're building houses. We're making money. You know, right. we're doing all these things. But and we forgot the, not, we r- forgot the spiritual point. pursuit. We forgot right. the point. Yeah. And that's when... Um, like, the perspective of the people who are starting to notice that that is no longer a meaningful, satisfying task anymore are starting to understand the evolution to the next. Yeah. What is our evolution now? We don't have to compete. But what does that look like? Our energies don't have to compete. So energy is, I think that's the third insight. It's really energy, right? Yes. And so it's this can you feel the energy this was i think a big deal to me you (laughs) know because i mean so they talk about the fact that um energy flows and that i think it was the fourth one that we take energy from one another no this is the third one is we take energy from one another competition for energy competition for so three is subtle energy meaning okay that's how it flows if you understand if you like focus on something long enough, you can see its energy. Yeah. And so now I'm like, yeah, everybody can do that. Yeah. Everybody and I know can do that. Right, but right. this was new, I guess, in 1992. Well, or was it? I don't know. I don't know how new it was. I think it was a fairly um, Eastern concept, right? I mean, everybody knew about it. But I think at the time, you know, in the U.S., we were still pretty skeptical over the oh, Eastern sure. traditions, you know, I mean, oh, people sure. that meditated were still weird. Yoga was for nut jobs. If somebody you know, in my small town in South Carolina had said, you have good energy, somebody would probably like, 
right exactly (laughs) i remember i was in small town michigan north branch very farming community and i was doing yoga and i didn't tell anybody (laughs) i would have gotten teased horribly (laughs) you better not i know so energy yeah it was it uh, and uh, 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 uh but they didn't, I don't really remember it this way. You know, we could all feel energy in us, right? Mm-hmm, so it's energy mm-hmm. flow and chi. Yeah. Um, but, the, you know, when they described it, that um, that sensation where someone's, the way they're getting energy is pulling it from someone else. Oh, yeah. You know, that description. And, and I was just Real. in a place in life, I think, where that was like, it was like, it was said in such a way that I went like, oh God, yeah, that happens yes. all the time. Yes. That's what's going on. And so that was such a, an interesting for me at the time, description of that phenomenon that, that enabled you to see it with that distinction. Um, and, and so it's, it's undeniable, you know, so somebody yes. walks into a room and your energy drains sometimes yes. you know, if they're that, or you, you're afraid yeah and people are that's yeah. how they consume right so we're all ta- so we're uh, our parents steal our energy as you know as children yes and then and that it teaches us that that's how you get energy and the big huge point of the book is it really the healthy approach is to get energy from the universe yeah but we lost track from of the that. earth yeah that we'd lost track of that beauty nature all of that and so we're just we're filling our uh, our cups were you know starving of energy mm-hmm. and we're going around taking it from everyone else and so that was like yeah i was like okay that was yes yeah, that was very that important to me. so the reason why i love so the reason why i wrote in my notes don't shoot the messenger because i thought well at the age i am and how many books like this i've read and how is 2023 you know here we are in this phase of our evolution and Still, the reason I think like, well, oh, this is obvious. It's obvious that people give energy and take energy. It's like, well, maybe it's not obvious to everybody. It's a different you description don't know, of it. Yeah, you yeah. don't know until you know. Yeah. And not everybody's walking around talking about it. They are no. in my circle. Right on. Yeah, yeah. But I'm sure there's people who never say you have bad energy or your yeah. energy seems off, which in my group of friends, like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. On a regular basis, you talk about it. Yeah, and and that's the result of some somewhere earlier. But, I mean, most people are so drained, I think, most people are so drained of energy that they're not, they don't really have the capacity to reflect and look at what's happening to them. Right. You know what I mean? It's like they're not, it's it's a, it's a the, the violence against them over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so they're not like really yeah. thinking it through. And really what they're thinking is, is, is back and forth. Everybody's trying to steal energy from each other. And so I think what people are, are just thinking is not like he's stealing energy from me. It's just that he's an asshole. Yeah. Right. You know, oh, it's yeah. more, it's like not, and so it's just a different, uh, orient because because if if the interpretation like so something's not working between us if mm-hmm. the interpretation is you're being an asshole or I'm being an asshole I don't know we got to figure out who's the asshole here mm-hmm. and then the solution is somebody stop being an asshole mm-hmm. and it's like what does that even mean right you know right. whereas it's just easier to contemplate or picture so if the thing that's going on is that we're stealing energy from each other yeah I think that's just much easier to sort of interpret and figure out and say would you quit stealing my energy yeah you know i mean somebody could probably do that yes you know what i mean i I don't know it's just a kind of language and perspective of that conflict yes that we would be get you know 
linguistic about in yes. some way, you know? Well, I think, um, number four, competition for energy, I was like, oh, there's some people where you just, I wouldn't know this when I was 25-year-old business Shelly, but now I'm like, oh, we're in a power struggle. Yeah. That person needs to be more important than me right now. So I need to figure out what to do, you know, but 25 years ago, I might have been yeah. going, um, uh, w- d- does she not like me? What did I <laughs> right, do? Right, right. You know, and now it, now I can see it almost like it's walking alongside our conversation. Somebody just going like, point, <laughs> here you go. I think I was in my 20s when I read it. And, and I think yeah. about, you know, so I had, I, and the thing is like, we're all in the family that we're in, right? And so many of us are raised in these sort of, where people are competing for energy yeah. in some other, you know, my but it doesn't look like everything. that. You know, my, yes. in, you know, it's, it, people are being sarcastic, right? Yes. So I'm, you know, yes. so the, the Chiding wound, you constantly. Yeah. Yes. I'm, yes. I have this fear of being mocked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause I mean, that's, Lame. that was the game. Just yeah. Just <laughs> Yeah, I've 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 grown beyond it partly because of the Celestine prophecy. Oh, but, hey! But so that was just it. It was not worth <laughs> reflecting what's happening on that until I, my first girlfriend, when I, uh, she was fifteen, I went to her house, and something happened to her, and everybody was like so sweet to her. It's like, what's going on, honey? How can can I help you? And I'm like, what the <laughs> Is hell's this going the way on? You do yeah. shit around here. This, <laughs> Get off your ass. <laughs> you know, quit Walk your bitching. Walk it off, son. Exactly. Walk it off. And so it was like it blew my... So it was like, then all of a sudden I had something to compare it to. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so you wouldn't analyze yes. it. It's just, no, that's just how the world works. You wouldn't right. like, that's people are stealing energy. It's like, no, people are just doing the thing. That's yeah. everybody. Yeah. You, know? you have to have contrast. You gotta, yeah, you got to have, have the have contrast. contrast. Yeah. So when I... How old were you? Maybe 23? When I read 19? this? Or when I... When that happened? No, when you read this. Do you remember... Um, I would have been, uh, late twenties probably. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was, I went and sold books door to door when I was 21 in California. So, Hmm. well, you were in California. So, I mean, well, I did it, I did it, um, in seven different States actually, but, but it was going from a small town and like this is what is this is what people drive this This is is what people eat you know this is how families work to going door to door anywhere is mind-blowing it's mind-blowing you're like oh i remember the first time uh, one of the moms said hey kids there's a lady here that wants to show us some books can you guys come in here and sit down and tell me what you think and i was like what the fuck is going on here where's rod serling they just listen to you and then we're just politely set and felt comfortable giving you their opinion that you know and being quiet while i talked i'm like what is yeah. What is happening here? <laughs> you know, right? And the other kids just their grandmother will be, "We'll buy them. How much are they? <laughs> They're for the babies. All right, you know, yeah. just write me a check." It's just like, okay, yeah. this is the way the world works everywhere else. So, the thing I remember though from that is competition for energy. Being a young salesperson. Mm-hmm. And feeling sort of the ego and extreme competition in a sales type job yeah yeah where everybody i could feel the competition Mm. and i could not name it at that age but it was kind of like i always get sick when i come to these meetings i would get sick and the the like hype of it Mm. i would end up 
like getting physically sick <laughs> just because it was so not a, I didn't understand. I wanted to be in the club and I wanted to win the trip and all that, but it was so taxing for me to be around everybody's like hyper competing energy. I could feel it, yep, you know, yep. I don't and think then, I could have named it though. And then, but see, that's what the next insight does, names them. And comes up with the control dramas, right? And that was... There's that oh fifth, right yeah, okay control so, drums. i don't know whether that so, listener, so this is a big listeners <laughs> <laughs> i need to tell you something um unnamed protagonist is going from person to person uh and as he's doing that let's say he ends up on a plane to peru and he meets someone and they go i think i'm supposed to meet you he's running down the street and somebody turns a corner and he's looking for a father or so and so and and he ends up with someone else that he's supposed to meet, right? Always Who also to meet. knows something about the manuscript. And so his mind is opening with each step he takes, which I liked that device, I guess yeah, yeah. you'd call it. That and device. You, well, you can witness him yes. going through he's it. Opening and so that's, up. I think that's, that's why it's a good tool, yes. I think. Yes, yes. And I, those books that I did read at that age that were built that way I loved those I loved those that idea of like finding yourself on this adventure because I've it's kind of what I've been doing it just doesn't happen in a week it happens over a yeah week. yeah they, he met yes. so many people in such a short period of time yeah. everywhere he went oh the manuscript everybody what well, everybody knows it yes we anyway. well they were convening on that farm I oh. like four farms yes, <laughs> yes. Four. he they was doing a Peruvian to farm, farm, to farm tour it's like everybody man there's no way <laughs> the church is going to put this genie back in the bottle it's everywhere <laughs> every person they meet I don't think they met a single person that wasn't looking for the, it's like Peru <laughs> it's like that was sort of that's this was true. part of the like, but it's oh my god they were the convening story. they were convening that's the thing is like everybody <laughs> was looking for it it was supposed to be here so that's what's drawing them there it's like everybody for example in late uh august right before labor day if you're if you see kind of a strangely dressed person in an airport in nevada what are you going to assume I'm not going to assume anything. What, I, they're strangely, going to Burning Man. Oh, they're strange, going to Burning Man. Strangely dressed is pretty broad. I don't. Know. <laughs> I know it is, yeah. but I would I would be able to say you going to Burning Man. Yeah, <laughs> they would be like, yep, yep. you know, because it's the time, and I'm going to, and I know what it's like, and I know that we're all headed that direction, you know, and it's everybody's descending at a certain time for a certain event, and they're drawn there, and it attracts people. So. I thought of it as like everybody's starting to hear about this thing and they know it exists. So they're going to because they believe in it. But also what's happening is they're being attacked from all sides and people are being taken hostage, but not really harmed. Just ask a lot of questions. And what our protagonist thinks is that he has this vision. He has several visions, but um, he starts to trust them. And he starts to do that by using the fifth insight, which is understanding energy abundance, like how he can one. I don't remember who teaches him, but they kind of teach him how to charge himself up, you know, how to. So the control dramas are after that. The control dramas Um, are seven or something. No, I think competition for energy is the control dramas. People coming in and out of the conversation. And Hmm. and he's like, did you see what happened there? He was controlling you, you know, all of that, right? Oh, it was in the context of this. It was part of this, yes. which was, yeah, because he started the, started it by um, 
looking at plants and seeing people, see, seeing energy, seeing sparks or yes. s- between his fingers or something, yes. seeing energy, seeing energy. And then he saw somebody feeding or, you know, taking energy from the plants. And then were they giving back? But they could see this transfer of energy. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it, and it took him being in a state of like very present attention looking at the trees and understanding the vibration of the trees and the energy around the trees and understanding that if you stand on the earth, you can draw instead of stealing other people's energy, you can use the abundance from the earth. Yes. So like grounding, like I say grounding now, I was just at a huge network event and as I was leaving, I'm like, wow, I'm pretty wiped out from this day. You know, Mm -hmm. we learned so much and I was up early and now I got to go do this thing. And they're all like grounding. You put your feet on the ground. Nice. (laughs) Okay, but I thought, would anybody have said that to me in 1992? No, no, no. They wouldn't have. You know, no. nobody. They would have said You're jolt freak. cola, right. right? Yeah, jolt cola. Um, so I mean, there are a lot of versions of that that we all pretty well take, you know, assume at this point. I mean, I, I'm pretty clear experientially yeah. that going in the woods for me, yes. going into nature. And I don't have to be as purposeful as they are in the right, book. Right, right. You know, you're just in this presence of that. And, you yes. Know, the, and the term energy, all that, whatever. But you can't argue with, to me. And, right. And, and I, but I don't think we would have talked about that in 92. No way. Right. I well, mean, I, not- I had friends that were like, I want to get, that wanted to hike and camp and travel. But, but that's because I was with those adventurers. Mm-hmm. That's why this would have appealed to me. Yeah. My friends were like, I'm going to go to a different state and sell things door to door. And with all the money I made, I'm going to go travel Europe with my buddies. Okay, bye. You know, they were yeah. just roaming around. And... So that kind of I'm going to seek my adventure and and learn about myself was pretty common with people that I knew, you know, in in one little tribe, you know, in the little book selling tribe. Yeah. Yeah. And they were. Yeah. I you know, I mean, we all love being in nature. Mm -hmm. You know, we Mm -hmm. just never would have described it as sort of an energy transfer and you know to some degree i don't know how much the language helps or hurts you know it's like right. it's, i love being in nature and i went out in nature a lot and it made me healthy yes you know and i still that's, get that that's the same yeah that's and so same. you want to we want to put a label on it and say there's some transfer and it's a good metaphor whether it's real or not i mean it's a powerful metaphor and it's, um and you know the other thing that was really powerful is it time to talk about control dramas yet we just took a little break and I had come earlier today from a, a networking meeting all day and um, promoting a bunch of shows right now. And my energy's kind of been all over the place with a few different relationships. And there's feel like there's massive change in all of my friends, right? And even today at the networking meeting, there was two different sessions on communicating like nonviolent communication and people realize like oh there's an anger uptick <laughs> i can feel it <laughs> yeah, in oh my, my you know oh, yeah. and so understanding that people go i can feel it i can feel it oh, you yeah. know if somebody yeah. comes in to the mcdonald's and stuff's taken too long this guy might blow you know or whatever it is somebody mm-hmm. cuts in front of you in traffic and whatever you say the wrong thing they say the wrong thing and you can feel it escalating right and we were just talking when I got back on from the break about how 
now more than ever in my life, I can sense what's going on with my own energy and others pretty clearly. Like from across the room, if I know someone well enough, I can be like, they're, they're down, they're angry, they're nervous, they're self-conscious, and I can see it just like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> so yep. I can read it from 30 feet away, um, which I think is a, a highly learned skill. I don't know. Does everybody know how to do that? But I think about when you do understand that you're looking and seeing someone's outward energy, then you also start to in tune in yourself kind of like, I, I, I will think things like, I need to swing my arms around, <laughs> you know, I need to put my feet on the ground. I need to go to sleep right now. I yeah, need, yeah. You, you know, like I, I need a salt, program. like a tune in. I can yeah. tune up, you know, and I, and it's pretty like, okay, I cannot do that tomorrow. That's too much energy or that's too much energy yeah. in the wrong direction. I need to turn that. I need to cancel all my plans and just write in my notebook in my room. <laughs> Soft socks. Whole, yeah. Okay. What's your? What's I have your plan? a whole program okay. called, uh, called self mastery. It's a, okay. a mood management, oh. which is basically, you know, it's different language for the same phenomenon. Yes. You know? Yes. And so uh, I've been, I learned from someone else sort of that interpretation about mood management, but it's essentially the same phenomenon. It's mm -hmm. just you know the mechanisms. It's uh, so energy. You don't have as much control over the mechanisms as you do when you think in terms of mood. It mm -hmm, just gives you mm -hmm. it, it. It gives you tools to adjust. Where you know, whereas um, I think energy, you you sort of learn it by doing it. You know mm -hmm, what I mean? You can mm -hmm. build it, and then you can, and then you just see what feels good wherever you go, and you just be aware, right? So it's and it's an it starts with an awareness. Um, but anyway, I, I, um, and I was gonna, if I could comment on this, which is. You know, when you think about how popular it was back then, we didn't have language for it. Everybody loved it. And he talks about this, you know, this progression, which we've kind of gone on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I think that it, it, part of what was sort of laughable is how how optimistic the, the like, the ninth... Uh, the yeah. ninth insight is about how and the world we'll, is going to be any, idyllic. Yes, we're going to yes. vibrate into nothingness, and it's like, yeah. and it's, we won't have a need to compete because we'll all understand that our needs are mad. And yeah, we'll, yeah. And I was just looking at your books over here, and I just wonder how many of those authors read the Celestine Prophecy in '92, <laughs> and how many people have you know were shifted by that book yeah. to then write other things? Because part of what I've my experience with it is like we have so many other ways of looking at this. I mean, we are we are yeah. all over this phenomenon. Yes. Um, yes. And so I think I think what they it, it, I, I'm. You know, I'd love to see like the bibliography map of, mm -hmm, you know, everybody mm -hmm. referencing the Celestine prophecy. And so I think what we got is a situation where if if you're after it, you know, sort of personal development and, evol mm -hmm. you know, spiritual evolution, there's there's pretty good paths. You know, yes. there's lots of ways to get there, lots of language, but it's like, it's, you know, we kind of understand it. But the problem is um, it's never going to be 90 percent of the population. Well, maybe not. No, it's never going to be 90 percent of the population is there because everybody starts from zero everybody's born yeah. and not not everybody has the the economic uh, intellectual capacity or whatever to sort of pursue that route and so we're always going to be in a position where people who have gone on the path you know so 
people like you that have gone on the path and learned these things there's there are more people but it's you know so optimistic they said the whole world right, is going right. money's going to be gone right. because we're, well, we're not trans- there yet it's that's star trek time that's star trek and, uh, time. <laughs> and i think that's the other thing that's happened is like i think when i read that i was probably very hopeful and optimistic and yes. living where i am now it's like yeah whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 shut up i mean yeah. we're, we're in this dystopian you know situation yes yeah. yes no well so one of the things that happens to this person who is unnamed is the mountaintop escapes from yep. capture, escapes from gunfire right around getting um, maybe getting clear. I, I don't know which one it was. It either happens at getting clear or using intuition. Anyway, escapes certain death and yeah. then sits on a mountaintop and really kind of has an out of body total evolutionary experience and extreme gratitude and it just it reminds me of of a psychedelic experience (laughs) the description of it was very like oh i've I've, it's a mystical experience it's a mystical experience and does he see the whole evolution of time that was the first that was was the the second insight that was the history what was this was the, he, the guy got shot i think yes. and so he he could see what was happening and sort of he avoided he sort of followed some intuition or something and yes and it saved his life i think is that what you're talking about yes but okay. then right after that he has a whole big like connection and love and a huge big experience hmm. and Look into it, guys. I'm <laughs> trying to figure out which one it was. He said I he had know. So many books. I don't I have a copy because I listened to the audio book. I'm so <laughs> mad right now. Uh, but I'm telling you, it's it beautiful. It did. <laughs> it's I was beautiful. There. I happened. So um, as one of the things that's happening is they're trying to keep the manuscript going. And in order to do that, they need to meet with a certain religious interluder <laughs> named Sebastian, I think, and convince him. There's so many him. little characters that they're there's going so many zigging, characters. zagging out of yes, their lives. It's like it's hard to Yes, they're track. being captured, and then they're leaving, and, and then there's tiny, yes. Sort of enemies, but sort of partial enemies. Yes. That, you know. But one of them thinks, if I can convince them that this isn't a threat to Christian principles, then yeah. they will lay off and understand, like, we're not fighting against each other. We're not fighting against each other. We we are part of the story. Yeah. They're basically saying we're part of the story. Yeah, yeah. We are the evolution of the story that you believe in yeah, some already. Dude, some dude's thinking he's going to talk to the church. Yeah. 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 And when I think that about that church funny. power, that church power, it's like, well, that is true. And that is a big part of a lot of stories yeah, is yeah. new ideas trying to come out and somebody in authority not wanting it to come out um it's so yeah so that is true too what is wonderful to think about though for me is how much more and it's hard to tell here's the here's the thing that i have trouble discerning it does it seem so obvious that people understand each each other's energy and understand the energy from the earth and because that's what i'm immersed in or is it because of my age or is it because of the evolution of the whole species yes 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 you think it's all of the above well, yeah yeah i think it's i think it's a more understood 
I, seriously, when I was a kid, you know, Eastern philosophy was wackos, right? And it's yeah. Like, <laughs> it's pretty solid, yeah. you know, as it turns out. And so... <laughs> like uh, chiropractors were wackos. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I mean, Anybody that didn't give you pills. When I think about... Oh yeah, my right. God, it's so funny. Because when I think about the types of healing that I do and how young Shelly would be like, well... I'm going to get, um, I'm going to take this frog venom. I'm going to get in this cryo chamber. I'm going to, I'm going to grow this plant. You know, it's all seems kind of witchy and everything, but it's makes so much more sense to me than anything that I, you, you know, I used to be on a lot of antibiotics all the time because I was yeah, a sick I think, child. Right. There was enough people that were sort of saying, ha, huh, you know, what's going on? That doesn't seem right. You know, I mean, yeah. when I was a kid, there wasn't a lot of that. It was just, you know, what's that's right. I mean, science yes. was going to save the day. Yes. Uh, you know, Western medicine yes. was killer, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it probably was at the time because we were in uh, that yeah. era. Well, we I mean, anyway, that's a long story. I mean, we we got rid of that. Somebody, you know, destroyed that for financial gain. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. So, Oh yeah. So there was all sorts of good stuff, you know, oh, yeah. outside of that. Yeah. Well, and and it's I even think about it now how the system is even now, literally September seventeenth, whenever it was at Entheofest, where mm-hmm. we're like plants should be free. We should be able to have plants. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, right. These things grow out of the earth. I don't yeah. know really why we have to keep talking about <laughs> it you, um right. but we got to rally we got to like talk to lawmakers we got to prove ourselves but like why 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 you know you can have as much mountain dew as you want right oh my god <laughs> yeah can, exactly you can, have <laughs> you can wet kill burritos you, you can kill yourself <laughs> with food with the horrible poisons right but you, you can't can get definitely high. put so much bad news in your brain in every form 24 hours a day without rest and never turn your lights off but so if you want to grow a plant that makes you feel good we need to look into that <laughs> We need to regulate That's it. That's crazy. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, so that seems like a don't shoot the messenger. That was a big note of mine where, where I thought, you know, I wish somebody would have just handed me a list of the insights. That would have <laughs> saved me a lot of time. But it's because at right now, at my stage of evolution, I would have gotten it. I've been like, oh, right, right, right. Energy, energy competition. Yep, I can see that like a power struggle. Da-da-da. Like I whipped through them. I don't mm-hmm. need to go on a big adventure to get them. Like I get it. I don't need a story. I think the story is corny, but useful. Yes. The, the adventure part of it. You know, yeah. it's just, I mean, yeah, it was just clunky. I mean, it's important, right? Even clunky. Right. I mean, sure, doing sure, sure. role plays with people is clunky, and but you still learn from it. You know, yes. it's still a valuable device. So it's right. a valuable device, but it's, you know, you could just hear someone in the background with, you know, making 1920s <laughs> sound, you know. <laughs> it's just really, it's oh, wow. very clunky and immature. It's like, you know, an eighth grade, right. eighth grader wrote, wrote an adventure. But it was a giant giant it was bestseller. huge it was a huge book. well and i think i mean i think i talked to a lot of people at the same time and we all felt the same way you know yeah. what i mean it's like it affected the world right you know it's interesting because it's hard to tease out you know where the wisdom comes from and so he, I mean, one of the things oh, that yeah. he was working on for for a while uh, one of the i think several of the insights is is h- how people communicate 
mm-hmm. this notion that now wait to see how this works. We're yes. going to do transfer of energy with a bunch of people. Yes. It's crazy. Yes. All right. Now, so what's going to happen is people are going to talk one at a time yeah. because they're going to have a sense of when they're supposed to talk. He's like, really? Oh, my are you goodness. sure? They're not going to talk work? over each other? Yes. <laughs> yes. He's a little too fascinated. I'm like, come on, guy. You, you surely, this isn't your, are you just young? Like, what, what, what's going on with you? Why is this so mind-blowing? But now and, I think, you know what's funny is, so today, earlier, I was at that networking meeting, and somebody I was sitting with said, I just read this book called Crucial Conversations. Mm. And I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, I've known right. about that book for whatever, 15 years. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. Crucial. But for her brand new exactly brand new and i'm like oh right when i i recommended that book to coaching clients for years where their action item would be like you have to have that uncomfortable conversation it is eating you alive you must and we would make a column like what are the conversations that you are procrastinating that will shift your life and yeah. it's tr- chronic you know and we that's we need to move aside all the other goals <laughs> because this is your self-sabotage arena up in here yeah um, it makes me think about uh dialogue i forget the author but he talks about that there's four types of communication there's download uh debate reflective dialogue and generative dialogue and okay and so debate is basically what they're talking about in the book how we and they they, 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 he was they're working on this energy flow to help each other and through conversation and it's being supportive of each other rather than trying to win so they watch these people in this argument and they're trying so a debate is where you enter into a conversation um with the intention to win Right. Yeah. And so that's your tact. You're, you're going to have all the tactics to win. Yeah. Dialogue is really it's about a, a mutual and collaborative exploration of territory. Yeah. You know? So let's talk about this. So it's, so it's not like uh, and so um, and it's reflective is looking in the past. Generative is working on something in the future. But dialogue is this is is what he's describing in the book. And right. so the, the point is like all this these distinctions or this interpretation or this view this phenomena is is reflected in crucial conversations Mm -hmm. in dialogue and all these other things right Mm -hmm. and so we've learned this it's shaped as it had think it you know yes you know be interesting to ask god how much what percentage of you know all these material comes from james redfield right 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 but he got it he Got it from somewhere else. He got it from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's always, it's ancient. That's the thing. It's ancient. So the the evolution, here's what's interesting about the evolution. Mm -hmm. You know, some people will see evolution and what happens in their mind is they go, you know, little cell, then like a fish, and then some sort of amphibian, you know, walking up to somehow being a human. And then it, and then it's, and then that's the end of the poster. It's us. (laughs) Like we're done. It's like, well, I don't, that's probably unrealistic, you know? And it probably doesn't go back far enough either. You know, just like, mm. what do you think you know? So you don't see the world as it is. You see the world as you are. Yes. So the evolution evolution of the human species is just all of our minds transferring a higher level of consciousness to the next generation. And then that generation is starting from there and going up. But we still have to, like, feed ourselves and clothe ourselves and make things and live in communities. And it, there's still war and there's all these things hopefully 
Yeah, I, I wonder what the theoretical maximum, right, of whatever, you know, I don't know what threshold of evolved is, but, you know, right. what's the theoretical maximum average evolution of humankind? Because, I mean, you start out as a baby, and so, you know, you got a lot to learn. Yeah. You know, so there's a certain, have you ever heard of uh, spiral dynamics? Spi- I don't know. Spiral don't... dynamics is a, is a developmental model. I think of it as as spiritual development, okay. but they talk about V memes, and V memes are sort of a, a cluster of memes of ideas, and so mm-hmm. we sort of and and we all have this phenomenon through life where we we have a set of distinctions, this this collection of memes and ideas about how the world works, yeah. and we go along that, and so you know at some, at some point you know like when you're uh, I don't know, 18, you think you got it all, you figured it out, right. you know, the more and then you, you know, go, and the then less you go you know. learn and you look at stuff, <laughs> yes. you start, it starts to fall apart and then you can see, oh, your, your memes are flawed. And then it's like, they, they kind of go in a clumps, you know, yeah. so they're all sort of affiliated, you know, so if you got one idea, then there's a whole host of others that yeah. go along with that. Yes. And so when that one fails you, you got to get the next one. And so they've, so there was, uh, they did research. And you have to survive through disillusionment to, yes. to rediscover something. Because yes. like some people are like, yep. the thing I thought was true, was it true? And I'm yes. mad forever now. Right. And then <laughs> right. other people are like, well, that thing wasn't true. I wonder what might What's be next? true. Yeah. I'm going to see what might be true. I, mean, I, guess, yeah. I guess I'm just going to shift my story to being like, I'm here to learn things instead and of like the next thing better be right. right. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's where we are right now. It's at the tail end of green. And so green is postmodernism. It's the hippie area. It's peace, love, and brotherhood. It's global. It's ecosystem. You know, we're one big ecos- world. Grow, gr- green, and so, and that's a beautiful. So, when, view. are you? Is green um, part of the spiral dynamics? Yep. Oh, okay, okay, got you. And spiral yep. dynamics is a book, a theory. It's a model. It's, it's a, a model, model of development, okay. and their colors. Maybe we start brown. Okay. You know, and the, and there's a correlation between. Um, cultural development and human development. So like brown would be baby, you know, poop and eaten, that's it. And stone age, you know, stone age development. And then, um, and then so red and then purple is animism. And so it's just how, how you, and then you get up to blue, which is church. Someone else has the answer, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. to orange, which is, um, science in, in a way. And then green. And then, and then there, those are all the tier ones. And so we're at the end of green right now. We're struggling with that mm-hmm. because... Because everything's changing to a new well, model. Well, we're sort of disenchanted with green. And oh. so all the models, this is the whole... Of, Interesting. You know, yeah, 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 the yeah, whole, yeah. whole woke is a representation of... Yes. The whole world saying, you think you're awesome and you're doing this, you're, you know... So there's a... there's. Any model, any interpretation of how the world works has truth in it and has falseness. You know, it's not yeah, right. Yeah. And so yeah. and so what we go through in life is like we have like a loose, you know, what, you know, really grainy interpretation of the world that over time, you know, it it evolves. And and so as it so with um, so what happens is you we all become disenchanted mm-hmm. with that because we see the holes in the model. Yes. Right. So green, you know, there's problems with that. Yeah. And um, and then you move on. And I think that's a huge reflection of where we are right now as a yeah. as a world. You know, um, this 
so that, there's a Ken Wilber talks about this. It's a great paper called uh, Trump in the Post-Truth World. And it explains why Trump is there because we're green was Obama. You know, we're like, everything's great. Um, and then anyway, this is yeah. not, that's not subject for today. Well, but well I was just thinking. Yeah. So so the the conscious evolution is the yeah. ninth one. Right. Yeah. And it's it's the understanding that we're evolving, which is very yes. interesting because some people are living the American dream or suffering or uh, running from conflict or they cannot rise above the daily grind to consider that we're part of a gigantic longer story. Some can because they're living their lives in some sort of spiritual attunement or they believe in karma. Maybe they think that maybe they understand their own past lives or maybe, you know, um, and the fact that I'm even talking about that, like I remember being a kid and there was maybe one celebrity who said something about past lives and everybody mm. in our town talked about her. Mm. Everyone in our town was like, she thinks she's had past lives. <laughs> that woman <laughs> thinks that she has lived before, you know, and now people yeah. are like, oh yeah, I was, uh, yeah. I was uh, a merchant. I would died on a merchant <laughs> ship. And you're like, okay, yeah, I buy yeah, that. Sure, right. sure. Sounds like right. Um, so let me think here. Um, I think I want to wrap up with just because uh, because you texted me when I started reading it or when I was like, hey, let's let's try to do it this date. And you're like, is this book terrible? Should we not? Yeah, totally. This book? I was, was going like, to call well, you. I got halfway through it. And, <laughs> yes. and I, I mean, seriously, a couple of days ago, I'm like, I'm not going to. I looked up the movie. I was like, I was oh, going to watch. A movie? Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know, I mean, it's horrible. And, Did and that, you see the movie? No, I, I haven't seen I didn't, it. I, I didn't I even know about it. I can't imagine how awful it is, frankly. I kind of, I kind of want to see yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah. But it was going to be an hour and a half versus eight right. hours of torture listening to this. Well, I like, loved those movies. There was that movie about, like Tom Hanks was in it, I think, where there was a bunch of people trying to find like Jesus hmm. descendants. Like nobody thought that Jesus had a child, but it was called the Da Vinci Code. Oh, oh the Da okay. Vinci Code. Remember the Da oh, Vinci yeah, yeah, Code yeah. was a yeah. whole yeah. I movement. Read the book. Yes, I did too. But now, if I read it, I think I'd think it was kind of hokey. Yeah, yeah. But at yeah. the time, I'm like, oh, cool. this is dangerous. <laughs> they, I can't believe they got away with writing this. Actually, <laughs> this is crazy talk. But now it's like, well, that's cute. Yeah, <laughs> that's cute. The um, the one about people who were left over it wasn't called the leftovers it was called left behind left behind yes, series yes. do you remember those i'd never watched one no i, oh I mean God. i remember did them you, yeah yes yes I was did you interested. read it no no i didn't oh, did okay you, I, was did. It good? I think i did read it well yeah. it was it's just it's, it's just, so strange it was an era that's the thing is yeah. now if i'd have read, read that and maybe it might just be the cult my culture has changed my mm. own interests have veered away and seen things in a different light now you know um but I think overall, if you, it's worth, it's worth reading if you're a reader, I think. I think it's, yeah, I mean, uh, because you just got to be prepared for, you know, yeah. it's a hokey. What it is. It is what it is. But probably some of the things, you know? yeah, there's a lot of galloping <laughs> in it, I guess. Sure. There's no, no galloping. Do not. It's like, that was false advertising. I don't think there was a so, single moment of galloping. I was, I was trying to represent a hokey adventure. You know, okay. Walk, 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 walk. See, there's no walk, walk. I know. But you there's get none it. of it. Yeah. We're just not good at describing that. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. And, oh my gosh. But I think it is important. You know, it is good to have them go through it. And, you know, yeah. I mean, the guy does, you know, 40 years of evolution in like a week or something. He does. Right? He's like, he it's, does. It's, and then they vibrate out of existence. Yeah. 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 Sounds which we have just we're not as there plausible yet. as yeah. anything just as plausible as anything but it's so, good, it is good to read um you know because you got to catch the the control dramas because we didn't explain the control dramas so you have, oh, they have to read it. yes yes we will we'll leave that we'll leave that we'll leave that out <laughs> that we'll was go a big find deal to out. me control dramas. I that know. Was very, it was a very operational way to think about because um because if you know if people are stealing stuff, there's a certain pattern that each person follows. And if you know the pattern, then you can sort of box yourself out of it and you can uh, respond to other people's control dramas on you. And it was very powerful tools for me. Yeah. Yes. That person's coming over here and they're trying to make you feel this way. And they're trying to get you to change your mind. And you can feel yourself sort of almost like drugged and falling for it and then you get yourself back like when he's dealing with that woman mm. right i have no he's dealt with a lot of women Marjorie. isn't it funny that they had a like a love and interest in there and it's like always oh my god come on come was, on and, she was again, beautiful so yeah i know was, i know but but also it's because it's part of the human experience you know violence part of the human experience lust Horniness. whatever yeah yeah, like, yeah and vibrating plants definitely part of the human experience stressed out travel which is also what he did um i would say yeah yeah give it a read and if you've read it before let me know what you think or let me know how it uh, shaped you if at all thank you so much i can't wait um if you're wondering like hey shelly didn't we talk about doing a book? You told me a while ago that we would do this book. <laughs> we were supposed to do it in my bookstore. We were supposed to do it in my camper. I know. <laughs> There's just a lot of stuff happened. So I'm excited now to be back, and I'm excited to read with you again. If you are listening to this before October 26th, 27th, 2023, um, John F. O'Donnell is going to be at Ziggy's Comedy Club. I'm sorry, <laughs> Ziggy's Bar in Ypsilanti on October 26th. And he is, um, he's a great comedian. Check him out on J5 Loves You. And then the night after that at Now Studios in Ann Arbor, he's debuting his one-man show, I'm on Lithium, about his bipolar journey. And then a couple weeks after that, I am doing the Bonnie Raitt birthday tribute show. Bonnie Raitt's turning 74 and... Me and Elizabeth Roy, Sarah Grogan, Heather Black, Brennan Andes, Jess Merritt, Mad Cat Ruth, Rob F. Sherian, Keaton Royer. I feel like I miss somebody in the band. It's going to make me feel terrible. But just come out to the show. It's November 8th, Bonnie's birthday. And thanks so much for listening. And if you don't already like and follow and subscribe, please do that. And thanks so much to Boz, Kevin Sabosky. <laughs> Glad to be here. Thank Is there you. any, do you want to tell him how to find you? 
They can just be they curious. Can, they can be curious. <laughs> they, they, they just, I think. Tell them where I, your campers I mean, parked. If, the, if we're not, <laughs> if we're not supposed to meet, the universe isn't gonna. You know, if you want to meet That's me, and you think we should. The coincidence That's will turn true. it up. Just imagine where you think he is, and you'll <laughs> and then, find yeah, him. Have an intuition to picture me. Find some plants. Radiate. Yep. Fall in. You know, love. Feel love. Feel yeah. love. Yeah. That's Recognize how you... where your what your journey is. And, and then when you find yeah. him, take a selfie. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, where's, where's Waldo? <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Bye. <laughs> Bye.